another tasty podcast from the Tasty Podcast Network at tastypodcast.com. morning, afternoon, evening, middle of the night, whatever time it is to all of you Do Good Work podcast listeners. This is Katie Pengra, your host, Tess, and uh, we have a bit of a different show today. I uh, was contacted by Raw Natural Born Artists, which is this collective for uh, people who are involved in the arts in multiple capacities. You know, they do fine arts, they do fashion, they do music, and... Um, Yeah, and they kind of have like hubs in all these major cities around the United States, uh, and they have monthly events to uh, promote local artists, which is really cool. And since I live in Austin, there happens to be a chapter here in Austin, and I was invited out to their last live show, and I'm actually going to be doing their next live show, which is, let me look at my calendar, which is this Thursday. June 12th at the Belmont here in Austin. It starts at 8 p.m., I believe. And it's a really cool thing. They have uh, tons of artists from all around showing off their, their, like I said, painting, photography. It's definitely multimedia and really fun to go and check out. So I went because, you know, as I do with the podcast, I like to talk to creative people about uh, their shitty jobs and what it means to work. So I went and interviewed a few folks who were there, and this was just kind of a, a tester to see how, how we liked it. So it's kind of a shorter podcast, but I uh, talked to some of the artists, and we had a really good time. So yeah, like I said, I'll actually be the one this Thursday, June 12th, and everyone should absolutely come and check it out if you get a chance at the Belmont at uh, 8 p.m. I first talked to Diana Ogard, who she's actually been a guest on the podcast in the past. We did a one-on-one interview, which you should absolutely check out. Um, But yeah, she's one of the bookers for the Raw shows now. And so she got me out there and she's going to help explain uh, what all of this is. I'm standing here with Diana Ogard. Is this on? on. You're on. You're you're hot. You're hot and ready to go. Uh, We're watching. What are we watching right now? We are watching Fancy Fox Clothing. They are gathered around a beautiful display, very Victorian, eating macaroons and drinking champagne, which is awesome. That's a pretty cool way to do a fashion show. Yeah. Well, they'll be walking the runway later, but at least the ladies get to sit pretty before the actual runway happens. Yeah, that's pretty badass. (laughs) So uh, you're one of the organizers of Raw Austin. Yeah, I do. I started as an artist, and now I do social media, and I work with booking. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So you booked some of these badasses. I did. did. I scouted them and I plucked them out of social media. <laughs> so what is what is Raw? Raw is a good. Um, it's an organization that is founded by artists for artists. So a lot of the people who are like directors working for the company, 
Um, how do you found the company? We're all artists and art lovers, you know. So it's a good way to get everybody together, get a lot of networking happening. Like if you're just starting out in photography or fashion, and then you show with Raw, just by coming here, you're going to be meeting other photographers. You're going to be meeting press. You're going to be meeting models that will like want to wear your clothes. Photographers who will want to take photos of your clothes. Hair and makeup artists who will want to work with you to help with everything you know so it's a really good way to go and meet people and when I first showed with Raw it helped me a lot like meeting other artists finding out like where's other places to vend and stuff like that so it's a really like nice um, way to get your foot in the door so this is kind of the thing you have to do if you want to make art a career right yeah I mean that's the the balance of being an artist you know we're naturally introverted but you have to be extroverted as well because you could be the best artist in the planet but if you're hiding alone in the woods you know no one is going to know that you know it's it's kind of like what pushes us out of the comfort zone to like have to go out you know and dressing up like having somewhere where you get to like dress up and look cute people are going to be taking your photos it makes it a lot like nicer and it kind of like psychs you up you know and they all get their interviews and photos taken for them so makes you feel really important yeah. I've noticed that everyone, everyone seems like a star yeah well and it's when you're an artist too you need that push to get you out of your comfort zone because otherwise you're just gonna be like oh man like is that okay does that look good are the people gonna like it yeah, you know yeah. and you kind of like need that you know to build up your esteem right. and get you talking to people. Because for me, it, I'm so bad at talking to people and I just have to keep myself fo like, forced to do it over and over again right. yeah. to get more comfortable. But it's not just artists that can come to these things, right? Anyone can attend? Oh, yeah. I mean, anyone who appreciates or has a family member or friend who's an artist. and That's pretty cool. So, but these are, uh, so there's like raw artist events in LA, New York, Yeah, Austin, we're now international. Really? Where at? Yeah, so we first started in, I believe, Brisbane. And now I think we're also in Sydney, but we've opened locations in Canada. We have locations in the UK. Um, and I think we're trying to get more into Europe. I know for sure that we are in the UK and Australia and Canada. That's so yeah, we're spreading. That is pretty cool. Yeah, so it's like pretty who wild. who like organizes it? Like who decides what new chapters open and all that stuff? That would be uh, the founder, Heidi Luera. Plume. Heidi Klum. Uh, yes. <laughs> Heidi Klum. Where did it Well, you know, speaking of Heidi Klum, Raw does work with Project Runway. And the last girl who won Project Runway, Dom Streeter, she was a Raw Philadelphia artist. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I'm going to walk around and meet some more of these fine folks. Awesome. Thanks for talking to me. Always. The first two gentlemen I talked to are a part of a uh, music collective. And they all do uh, some version of rap or uh, lyricism. Okay, I don't actually know what it is called. Um, but I talked to the guys about that. And uh, the first, the first I, I want to call him a gentleman, but he is just an adorable, delightful young man. Um, <laughs> I felt very old interviewing him. He's 19, and he goes by the name One Who May Ascend. Um, you can find him on Twitter at one who may ascend. And uh, yeah, he explained to me the difference between being a, a rap artist and a lyricist, which I had no idea. Um, he also uh, worked at Walmart, so we got to hear some of those stories. 
And the second gentleman in that collective, uh, he goes by GQ Marley. You can find him on Twitter at GQ Marley 420. Woo! I'm um, such a jackass. Um, yeah, but check these guys out. They're super talented. They were really fun to listen to. Um, and we're going to go ahead and talk to them right now. All right. I am One Who May Ascend, also known as OMA. You can look me up, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. I have my own website, uh, onewhomayascend.com. I am here uh, to perform tonight uh, at Raw in Austin. Uh, we'll be on at, at 11. So uh, we're basically here to tear the show. What do you perform? Tear the show down. I rap. Um, yes, I, I rap. I wouldn't consider myself a rapper, though. I would consider myself as a lyricist. Uh, there's, there's a bit of a difference. What's the difference? There, there's Tell a dumb white girl. I don't know. Okay, a dumb white <laughs> Talk girl. Talk to me like I'm four and dumb. Oh, okay. Do you, do you know the difference, GQ? No? Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, break it down here, okay? So I guess um, there's this music. I don't know what you call it. I guess you call it hip-hop. Um, like you hear on the radio every now and then, mm. and it's like... Um, I guess it's just so repetitive and you hear like the same thing over and over. You got the instrumental, you got the rapper and all that. And um, uh, I guess there's there's no meaning to it. There's no substance and everything. Not that that's, that's bad or anything, but there is a difference between uh, mainstream like um, like rap song versus, I guess, uh, intellectual like hip hop. So uh, I, I guess to in a nutshell that, that's basically what it is I don't know if that's like, interesting so what do you yeah. think really delineates uh, intellectual hip hop as opposed to like pop rap or whatever right I would say um, two things specifically your, your mind and, and your soul has, like, has, has to be in it um, to, it's like two elements you know um, I would definitely say that that's that's one of the the biggest things. So uh, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. So do you think the people on the radio whose uh, music you consider too mainstream, you know, is kind of poppy or whatever, do you think they started out with that heart and soul and they just got a big paycheck and I were do. willing to do what they wanted to do for it? For the most part, yes. Uh, it's not always like that, but I mean that, that's that's what I see in my eyes. So, so do you have do you have a price tag on you or what? A price tag? Uh, not yet. I mean uh, nobody's nobody's coming at my door you know saying hey hey we want we want this guy you know uh, i mean but I, a lot of that has to do with me not not selling out yet so yeah but that's so. the question is like how long do you how long do i give myself like i'm a ticking time bomb now not like, even that i know <laughs> i just mean like how long how for any artist because like for example i do stand-up comedy right okay. so like at what point can you say i'm doing it just for the love of doing it and then at what point are you like, oh, hey, I would like this to pay my bills, pay so bills. I got to do some bullshit, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. I, see, I'm definitely, I think I'm, I'm moving into that stage now of, like, having to do this uh, so I could eat, you know? Um, I guess if you feel that that hunger in your stomach, it's about time, it's about time to start, <laughs> you know? Like, when it comes down to it, that's, that's what makes the world go around. Yeah. So how do you how do you think artists? What do you think? Uh, is there some secret formula to stay true to the heart and the soul of the art by, but also simultaneously paying mm. your bills? Is there a way to do that? That's or? interesting. See, um, I'm actually uh, a freshman. I mean, a sophomore right now at uh, Texas A&M University, and we've been discussing this in my philosophy of hip hop class, where uh, rap used to be primarily like a revolutionary, um, um, like a means of of like 
telling what what the revolution will entail um but basically like what i see now is the artists are putting out mixtapes and mixtapes are non-commercials they're released um basically by the artists alone and it has like no corporate commercial backing whatsoever so i don't know about for other artists but uh for for like people in my craft that's that's really what you have to do at, at this point it just kind of so, make your own way and right. uh, put and your own so, stuff like, out there. You, you have like the commercial stuff, the things that pay the bills and, and like reach the radio and the masses. And then you have the other things like people who are really interested in what you have to say, not just like listening to da di da di da or whatever, whatever's on the radio. So if like they're true fans of you, they will like look and see those mixtapes and, and they'll follow you that way. That's awesome. So uh, I'm assuming you've had some shitty day jobs, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you give me a rundown? Yeah. What's the worst one you've ever had? Oh, Walmart. Walmart. Oh, like, yeah. of my course it is. What were you Walmart, thinking? Walmart. See, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're the only ones that are going to take me, you know? I, at that point, I didn't want it to be like, like GQ, get, get some new knee pads and everything. <laughs> it was actually a few months ago. I did my first music video, um, like, basically, uh, it's, it's kind of like a Walmart disc, you know? like. What did you do at Walmart? Oh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just that point shame. where where I don't want to talk about it and like also have some pretty good stories. Oh, you to gotta tell. give me one. Just give me one little, <laughs> little baby Walmart oh, story. Oh, let me see. Okay, okay. So here's one. I did, I wasn't there to actually witness <laughs> it or everything, but our one of our managers, he's an overnight dude. He was just being a jerk, right? And he finally got what was coming to him. Uh, he, he he was trying to like I guess he got knocked out in the line of duty. And he was, uh, he caught himself trying to go stop, um, one of the, the customers from stealing some, it, probably, it wasn't even that important. Like it was probably some like bag French fries or something <laughs> like that. And, <laughs> and he, he caught him, he like grabbed him by the hand and the dude just, just caught him with the uppercut and like just knocked him out. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the stuff you had to deal with. And like, I was, I was the one always coming in late and everything and the managers like never never say anything to that one day like hey man uh we we need to talk to you in the back room and they like just let me go like no warning like whatsoever oh, shit. So, i have another story um i had uh i guess relations with um one of, one of my manager relations. yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, uh, what yeah. does that mean oh um you know your brother and sister and she's like almost twice my age it's, it's probably like the, yeah. the weirdest like a cougar you know like and she had took me out like wine and dine me and everything and we had got stopped by the police like on her on the way to her house and they're like i was driving i i had i didn't drink much um <laughs> no I, I i usually i don't even drink but it was just that night that was just not a good night it was new year's eve uh, uh no it was new year's new year's day and it just was not a good night. And <laughs> so, like, she's 35, I'm 19, and we're, like, rolling, cruising, cruising down the street in my 6 Uh <laughs> No, and she just, um, and the cop asks us, hey, so, so what are y'all doing? She's like, we came for the party, drinking. I was like, I'm 
chill. She's I'm not, the older I'm, one. She's I supposed know, to be right? cool. I, I was like, hey, hey, hey. So I was like, wow, you're just going to dog me out like that and everything. So basically, I had to step outside, and it was cold, you know, January. And um, like I had to step out on, on the curb and everything. He did the uh, the test, you know, the finger test. That's so nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah, I had to get definitely. one once, too, and I wasn't drunk also. But like... Uh, mm-hmm. that my passenger was drunk but really? he said he could smell the booze oh yeah but it's like so nerve wracking when you have to do it because right. it's like you're like shaky and nervous you don't want to mess up and you don't like oh yeah and you're underage I had a gig it was like my biggest gig at the time like in a few days and like uh I was like, I don't want to go to jail. How am I going to play with my parents? I'm, am I still going to be in school? You know, <laughs> and like all these things are going through my mind. It's like cold outside. And like he pulls me on the curb and uh, like it's cold. So he has me do the eye test, like uh, the finger test. My eyes are wide open. He goes back and forth. I'm telling you, it was like five minutes long. Like my eyes are watering. So it looks like I'm crying and like my knees are shaking. It was, it was just not a good experience like at all. And then uh, two days later, I got fired with my So uh, did everything. you continue to have relations with your manager? No, I did not. I no longer am, am affiliated did with that get, person. Did she get fired? She got fired from the bedroom also? I hope so. <laughs> I hope she got fired. God damn it. <laughs> Cost you my job. No. <laughs> no, you deserve that shit. <laughs> if you listen to it right now. <laughs> yeah, really. If you're 35 and still working at Walmart. Yeah. Girl, that, that is, you gotta get out. That is not okay. <laughs> like talking with nineteen-year-olds and everything. Like I don't know. I, I, don't, I like I don't, how you're dogging on her now. It's just like she yeah. was. She was doing you a favor. <laughs> I mean, I guess if that's maybe she thought she was like teaching you the ways of the world or something. Maybe I don't know. Did you learn anything? Uh, not to call do that people again. out. Let, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's when you not get do pulled over. Again. Yeah. Good life yeah. lessons. All right. Well, thank you oh, so much. much. We're gonna talk thank to your 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 associate. Hey, Katie. I'm GQ Marley. All right. So you're you're uh, are you guys considered a group? It's not a band, right? We're 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 a collective. A actually. collective. Like okay. uh, we collab on music, but we're not really a group. We all do our own thing. We all have our own solo ventures. Okay. But uh, we all have one common goal, so we're working together because teamwork makes the dream work. That's cool. So how do you like? How does it work on stage then? Are you like multiple people on there at once or multiple? Uh, usually we just serve as each other's hype mans, and then okay. like uh, right now we're in the process of collaborating on more songs because we just became a collective not mm-hmm. too long ago. That's awesome. So uh, we're gonna. How'd y'all meet? We met actually through shows. Uh, we've had shows in uh, College Station where, where we both reside currently because mm. of school. That's where we have our ties. Aggies. Whoop, whoop. You're at a also? Yep. What are you going for? Bling, bling. <laughs> uh, Aggie ring. Uh, nah, but uh, I already graduated. He's still in school, but uh, I graduated with a common journalism degree. Doing what I need to do to make sure that my daughter eats and, you know. You got a daughter? Yep, four oh. years old. My, she's my world's greatest achievement. That's awesome. So uh, I'm assuming you've worked some crappy jobs. Oh, yeah, Everybody yeah. Everybody has. I'm working a crappy job right now. Tell me about it. Times is hard, man. <laughs> I, gave, I gave away those. I, like, 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 like that boy one who may have since said, you know, I retired the kneecaps because, you know, knees were giving out on me. I was like, no more, no more knee pads. So, you know, it was back to good old Wally World, you know. Oh, you were at Walmart, too? Yeah. Oh, Walmart, no. Walmart, no. a.k.a. hashtag I hate my job. <laughs> So Suicide Watch. Is this the same Walmart? No, he's actually oh. in the good Walmart. Because, you know, uh, our city's divided. You have Brian College Station. Uh-huh. Brian is, uh, you know, the colored people. Okay. And uh, College Station is, you know, the lighter shade people. 
both sides are wonderful, but yeah. you know, ignorance is everywhere. Yeah. Especially in small town Texas. Well, Cod Station, I would prefer the Cod Station Walmart over the Bryan Walmart. Just, yeah, yeah. just from just working at the Bryan Walmart, I shop at the Cod Station Walmart. <laughs> um, okay, so what all do you do at Walmart? Okay. Do you do your bosses too? I work. <laughs> that, I, I am a gentleman. I'm not going to discuss that. Oh. I'm not going to discuss. So yes. Yeah, we're going to go with yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say I mop the floors. Okay, you mop the floors. Scrub the floors. <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. I scrub them. Do you have any uh, specific uh, hor- horror stories, terrible customers? Oh, man, I remember one time, like, you know, like, I hate being in the middle of, like, race issues. I don't know why, but it's like. I don't think anyone likes being in the middle of race issues. You know, like, issues. just growing up, you know, like, I have grew up with a very diverse crowd. So, you know, we don't go by color. We go by love and yeah. just respect for each other. But I, I remember one time I, I had to watch the door. So I was watching the door. And uh, this wonderful Caucasian lady walked by and was like, uh, you know what? The lady at the register was so rude and disrespectful. I'm never coming here again. I want you to do a complaint. You know, I tried to keep the peace. I said, yes, ma'am, I will. You know, I wasn't going to do it. But, you know, I was just like, yes, ma'am, I will. Yeah. So five minutes later, this one black guy. Like, you know, I could tell he'd been through a lot. Cause like one of his one of his eyes, his like literally like his whole eye was white. Like it was whited out. And then he had one eye and he was looking at me with a mad face and he was like, That woman lying. That girl didn't do nothing wrong. That's why I hate white people. And that scared the oh, hell boy. out of me. I didn't know what to say. I was just like <laughs> And then he just like, like you know, I told him you have a nice day because you know, I didn't want to hear anymore. Right, you know, right. I don't I don't deal with that. I don't deal with issues like that at all. You know, we what should all you even say to one that? love, we are all from the creator so we are all equal you know what i mean we should all love each other yeah. that's that's how we should be and when he made that comment i just felt awkward and then like what made it worse is after i told him you have a good day he stood there right across from me and looked at me for five minutes With the scary like, eye? you know you know i tried to play it off because you know like walmart they got the security tv plasma screens up there so i was staring at the plasma screen <laughs> trying to play it off you know try to divert my attention i was like oh my god Oh, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> is he gone? Is he gone? <laughs> he didn't, he didn't leave, but hey, it's all good. You know, I love I love everybody, but it was just it was just yeah, but there's some I, did, I didn't want to be put in the middle Especially of. Especially at Walmart. Oh, Especially bloody. at Wally World. Oh, it gets bloody. real at Wally World. <laughs> I remember, oh, one more story. Tell me. Okay, I remember one time, it was it was very funny, because like, scandalous ha- stuff happens at Walmart, too. So, uh, basically, this chick that was working there was messing with the customer's baby dad. Her baby daddy was messing around with her. So, basically... You know, she works in, like, the uh, apparel section, which is, like, the only area with the wooden floor. The only areas that they have the wooden, well, not wooden linoleum, you know, the cheap it floors. Wooden. It looks wooden, yeah, but it's not quite. Yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, like, you know, I was mind my business sweeping, and, you know, I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And then an argument just busted out, and she called security. She was like, security, security. And she looked at me. I'm just like, I looked I'm back at her. I said, what do I do? I clean floors. And I just kept going. <laughs> I was like, I clean floors, man. <laughs> I'll fight. I'll, I'll, I'll clean the blood off the floor after the fight, you know. <laughs> so did they get in a fight or, like, did some shit happen or what? Nah, nothing happened. Okay. The manager just came running out. You know, they came. Okay, that's good. You know, I wasn't going to do anything. I was, I was, whenever you work in any sort of retail or whatever, I used to work at Starbucks. And like, even though you think, like, oh, there's nice people at Starbucks. Nah, it's bullshit. They're assholes. Everyone's trying to fight everybody. Oh, God. And I worked in a drive-thru Starbucks. 
Those people are the goddamn worst. Oh, man. Goddamn worst. <laughs> man. I try. I really appreciate your one love theory. I'm trying. But when you work in a drive-thru, gosh, you just really yeah. hate people. You just you just don't judge by conscious skin. It's by character. Right, you know? right, right. Ignorance, if you're an asshole, you're an ignorance asshole. Ignorance has no race. Right. Like, <laughs> it comes in all shapes, colors, sizes. Doesn't matter, male, female. Ignorance is ignorance. <laughs> you, can, you can spy ignorance. Like, you know, that's just what I want to stress to people. It's just a huge difference. Don't judge by skin color because, you know, hey, skin color skin color mm. you know but ignorance you know you can yeah. spy ignorance you can control ignorance. how you look you can control yeah. how much of a drink you can you control are. yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> it's very true i would thank you so much for talking to me and good luck tonight thank you thank you Um, I'm Sarah Largent. Um, I have a fashion line called Fancy Fox, and I'm here tonight to have a runway show. That's awesome. What kind of clothes do you make? Um, I like to make, my favorite thing to make is dresses. Um, I like to um, draw inspiration from vintage styles and then use really cool modern prints or something else to kind of shake it up and make it more modern. That's awesome. So, do you have another day job or is this paying the bills for you? This is not yet paying the bills for me. <laughs> We're all trying. Um, I was a teacher. I taught ninth grade. And um, then I had two children. And then after that, I had a part-time job um, managing really rich people's houses. Oh, that doesn't sound too <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, it was okay. It, it you know, it's but then you have to deal with the rich people. Yeah, it's you know. Just That's why like, you steal their silverware. Just like when, like it's people who have um, multiple houses. So I would just make sure that like nothing went awry while they were gone. Like I would just go <laughs> by once a week and you know flush their toilets and stuff and make sure that nothing was leaking. Anyway, that was that was what I did. Then. Did you could you like hang out in their houses? You could, but honestly, like. It's not that fun. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you just want to, like, get naked and run around or something? Or, like, roll around on nice carpets? I mean, I thought I would when I first got the job. But you go in there, and it's just, like, not that cool. It's just, just like, a bigger version of what you already have, you know? Yeah. It's not, like, it's, I don't know. There wasn't, like, you know, it's not, like... Jay-Z is there, like, and there's, like, champagne popping everywhere. Like, it's just kind of an empty <laughs> house that out. happens yeah. to be bigger and nicer than yours. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so how come you don't teach anymore? Um, well. The babies? Yeah, I mean, I, I liked teaching. It was good. But um, I just kind of wanted to try, try this. Like, when I was a kid, I really... Um, like I had like a million notebooks of like fashion design drawings and then someone very influential was like nobody ever makes it as a fashion designer like this is a bad path you need to do something 
like logical and that will make you money. So I was like, okay, I'll be a teacher, which I, you know, I doesn't make that much money, but whatever. It was logical <laughs> anyway. And that was fine. Like it worked out. But, um, then I don't know at a certain point I was like, Hey, maybe I could. So yeah, here I am. So what do you tell your kids? Cause I think that is kind of the hard thing is yeah. like, cause you want them to be successful and not ask for money all the time, Yeah, <laughs> but you also want them to be happy. Right. Yeah. I mean, mostly I want my kids to be happy and I don't, I think I learned, I don't know, maybe like I'm making the opposite mistake, but I'm just always like, whatever you want to do is great. You know, <laughs> like um, recently last week, my daughter said that she wanted to be someone who was into nature and art and that my son said he wanted to be someone who was into dancing and drawing. So good luck to both of them. <laughs> Maybe they can join like a Shakespeare company, yeah. like in the middle of the woods somewhere. And I was like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so hopefully I make enough money selling clothes that I can support these dancing, drawing, nature-loving yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why some of like most artists have to have parents who did do the like uh, logical. Because now whenever I need to call my mom, I can be like, yeah, I'm doing so many podcasts, mom, but I just can't pay the bills quite yet <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be like that except you know who knows what's gonna happen when they call their mom because that story hasn't been told yet so, <laughs> we'll so what is uh what's the worst job you've ever had uh worst job um the worst job i ever had was when i was 18 and i worked at red lobster on oh, south farm and um my um i worked like my boyfriend at the time didn't have a job, so I was working like double shifts every day, and it sucked really bad. And I um, had a horrible boss who I hope he's not listening to this, but like he really pissed me off. I ended up um, walking out and screaming to him something like about how I hated him. <laughs> And um, that's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. I've always wanted to scream at a boss. Yeah, I screamed at a lot of bosses when I was a waitress. I was a waitress for eight years. It brings it out in you, doesn't it? Yeah. Like fucking customer service and food work, like it brings out yeah. this like dark side in you that oh, yeah. like, oh, I know. I worked at Schultz Beer Garden for like five years and our manager would let us like yell at customers. That was not like a oh, that's awesome. issue. So that really like the the ability to do so plus like the you know, longing is <laughs> like the need you have deep in your soul. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, there was a lot of scream fests at Schultz Beer Garden for me, but, but yeah, I think the Red Lobster job was probably the worst. Um, Any specifically terrible customers you remember? Um, it was mostly not the customers. Um, it was mostly, it was like very like, um, stereotypically like corporate waiting job. And so like, if I didn't sing happy birthday to someone, people would be like, we noticed that you didn't have a lot of team spirit today. Yeah, that's the worst. The reason I ended up walking out was because I got accused of stealing a salad from the salad bar for my lunch break. And I was like, no, I didn't. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it just like escalated. And I was just like, you know, really? Yeah, like, over a salad, really? <laughs> Fine. So then I went, I, I was um, fired or, well, I don't know. I walked out and that was it. But, um, but my boyfriend at the time had been staying home, um, calling phone sex lines nonstop. And 
so then once I realized that I didn't have a job and I had to break up with him because of the phone sex thing, obsession, addiction, or whatever. Oh, and so was then this I like realized, pre like internet addiction? Maybe. Yeah, it was. Okay. Like, yeah, it was because I was like, who was calling phone sex yeah, lines? Yeah, he supposedly it was like a woman who had a German accent, and his excuse was that he had German heritage. And I don't know. He was trying to learn about his past or something. But. No, ma'am. <laughs> like, no, that's when you ask me but. to dress up, uh, <laughs> you know, with pigtails and talk on a German yeah, accent so for you. I asked him to move out. And um, then I realized I had like a $3,000 like phone sex bill on my hands. Oh, my God. Did you have to pay it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. And no red lobster job. <laughs> well, I think you made the right decision in uh, moving into something you like a little bit more. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> here you are now. Thank you so much for talking to me. And where can yeah. we uh, find your stuff? Um, I have a website called shopfancyfox.com. Um, I'm also on Etsy. I think it's like Fancy Fox Clothing. And then um, I'm on Facebook, Fancy Fox Clothing, or Shop Fancy Fox, <laughs> one of the two. Really, if you look at Fancy Fox Clothing or Shop Fancy Fox, I'll Basically be Basically Google <laughs> yes. Fancy Fox Clothing and yeah, you'll exactly. find her. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. That's all for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy getting to know the raw artists from here in Austin. Uh, we'll be there on Thursday, June 12th, talking to a few more and hopefully getting some extra interviews and hearing some more awesome stories about shitty jobs. Um, This way I can say I knew them when, and you can say you heard them when. All right, until next time, do good work, y'all. Have a good one.